Do you ever want to hear how the famous found fame? How the poor man became a millionaire? How risking comfort gave someone more freedom? Honestly, some days, do you ever just need someone to tell you that everything is going to turn out okay? You're listening to the Y'all Podcast, where everyone has a seat at the table. I'm your host, Laura Jean Bell. I'm on a mission to restore hope to your future. Join me as I share stories about life and faith with a little Southern twang. I will share stories of the past and the ones that are still being written to help you laugh at the days to come. Meet with me around the table, telling tales about the lives of others, of business, risk, heartache, joy, failure, and success. Let go of the fear that hopelessness is your destiny and fill up on the encouragement that mercies are new each day. Because the best thing about a story is that there is a beginning and an end. Today on the episode, we have Anne Nielsen. Anne is well known for her Ethereal Angel series, which are inspiring reflections of her faith and recognized for their stunning use of color. In response to demand for more access to her acclaimed angel paintings, Nielsen published two coffee table books and launched Anne Nielsen Home, a growing collection of luxury home products, including candles, note cards, scripture cards, prints, and journals. Nielsen also owns Anne Nielsen Fine Art, a gallery located in Charlotte, North Carolina. Representing more than 50 talented artists from across the world, the gallery is dedicated to being a lighthouse in Charlotte and beyond illuminating the work of emerging and established artists. Her latest book, The Brushstrokes of Life, will be available nationwide April 18th, 2023. Hey, y'all, and welcome back to another episode of the Y'all Podcast. Today, I have Ann Nielsen. She is an incredible artist. She is a wife and a mother. She is an author and a gallery owner and just everything in between. Today, she is going to share her story, her walk with the Lord, um, and everything that she has accomplished. And so if you aren't familiar with who Anne is, I'm going to allow her to introduce herself and tell you a little bit about her. Go for it. Oh, Laura, thank you for having me today. What just a joy to be here, um, just sharing the journey, sharing the story with you and your listeners. I'm Ann Nielsen. Uh, I live in Charlotte, North Carolina. I'm a wife to Clark. We're, this November, we will celebrate 30 years, oh, hard to believe. Yes. Um, we have four beautiful grown children. Nobody's married yet, but um, they are all living their lives. I have three daughters, and then my youngest is a son. And my daughters live, one is in New York, one is in Dallas, one is in Nashville, and then our son lives here in Charlotte. So all great places to go and visit. Yes. But um, I am an artist, and that's just kind of, you know, besides being a wife and a mom, and um, but I'm a lover of art and mm-hmm. artists, you know, any painting. And I knew as a young girl that that's what God had created me to be. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it was quite a journey. I'll just kind of give you a little snippet. But in the 10th grade, I made a, t- a D minus in 10th grade art. He had a <laughs> sense of humor. 
Um, and here we are today, an artist, yeah, a thriving artist, and a gallery owner. So Yes. Oh, that's amazing. That is amazing. So I'm kind of curious because this podcast is so much about um, the story behind um, the success, the story behind the person who has kind of found their place um, in what God has really called them to. What did this journey of actually becoming an artist um, becoming a gallery owner, all the what did that what did that journey look like for you? Well, the word is journey, and you just hit it the nail on. I mean, I and like I said, you know, I knew as a young girl that that is what I wanted to do, and lots of dreams and lots of um, people telling me no, no, you can't be an artist; you'll be a starving artist, or no, you can't do this because you know whatever the reason. Um, I, it it took me about eight years. I flunked out of college. I will be honest in telling you that I did flunk out of, um, I went to Florida state for a year and a half and I came home and I was kind of struggling. What do I do? And I knew that I wanted to create, but I, I didn't feel worthy. I didn't feel like I was, um, able to do that. I, I was, that dream was not attainable for me. And it took me about eight years. I went on an Outward Bound um, trip, which is here in the North Carolina mountains. And it was there that I truly found, I want to say, myself. Um, And I came home and I decided I am going to go back to college. I uh, went back. I graduated with an elementary education degree. And I went on to teach third grade for one year. And that one year of teaching the third graders, I really let that creativity bubble up inside of me. I was, you know, from a a math lesson, there was always an art project. There was, you know, whether it's science, there was a great story, and you have to read it in the book, but Mm -hmm. about um, bringing some dead fish into the classroom and doing an art print with those So I was, you know, God was slowly bringing that dream um, back to where I could obtain, you know, the vision and the dream. And it was through teaching these precious little third graders um, and knowing. And and that's about what I I was in the third grade when I wrote a paper. What do you want to be when you grow, grow up? And it was highlighted. I wanted to be an artist. And, um, and there I was, and this is all kind of coming to me right now. There I was teaching these third graders. And when I came into this classroom, the former teacher had a label for almost all the children. This one's a talker, this one's a troublemaker, or this one, you know, is a stuff. And I took all those labels off of those children and saw them as God saw them fearfully and wonderfully made. And I was able not to put a label on them but to see them as God saw them. And so what a beautiful picture, you know, of how God equipped me. And it's been a journey. I had no idea that, um, that I would be here, a gallery owner and an artist and a publisher of several books, but God had a different plan and a different path um, for this little girl is, now to celebrate so it. Too. And like so full circle that 
the Lord gave you that knowing in your spirit in third grade. And then you yes. got the one who kind of drew that out of the students that you got to bless. And yes. That that's teaching. such a beautiful picture. Yes. And yes. I, so, I want to go back to, you know, I, there's a quote from Pablo Picasso that everyone is, every child is an artist except they forget when they grow up. And I feel like when we grow up, we kind of let those childlike dreams fade away. Yeah. And um, it's important that we nurture those, that childlike spirit and that childlike dream that God has deposited something in us. Not all of us will be artists, but whatever he's deposited in us, we need to nurture that. And yeah. Oh, I love that. It's so... It's so sacred too, like knowing the heart of God for the little children, you know, let the little children come to me. Yes. There's something so sacred in that. And it's yes. so sweet to be yes. able to kind of hear and even just be reminded that the Lord has given it to us, even yes. if we're little and we so don't have a concept of money or reality or anything else. Like we are aware of the Lord. And exactly. Like, and exactly. And it's, oh, it's so sweet to hear that. I love it. So I'm curious, um, tell me a little bit about your latest book and the title of it, The Breaststrokes of Life. Now this book, I want to make sure that I say this correctly. I'm going to read it. It's discovering how God brings beauty and purpose to your story, which is like my favorite thing ever. So tell me a little bit about um, the the title behind this new book that you're releasing. Uh, well, I, you know, I knew just like I knew as a little child that I wanted to be an artist. I had a really powerful, um, time with a, a group of women. They were, um, we had a very strong prayer group. We would meet once a week and I knew that God was preparing me to write a book. And, um, several years later, I self-published the first coffee table book. It's, you know, it's got my angels and my paintings and all the stories. And I thought, that's it. That's the book. And, um, and then several years went by and I truly believe that this was the book that he deposited and, you know, gave me that dream that I would birth one day. Um, a lot of, you know, this journey, it's, it's been incredible. The, the people that God has put into my path, uh, the divine appointments, the stories that I hear from our collectors hearing, you know, whether it's a loss or a celebration, it's just been such a ministry. And a lot of people see the, you know, the glamour, the glitz of all this. And I'm like, wow, you really need to see the depth. Um, and so this book, The Brushstrokes of Life, um, it really kind of cuts open to the core of my life. Growing up as a little girl in a broken home, my parents divorced when I was five. Um, kind of, I knew I had an experience with Jesus. I had a powerful dream when I was eight, around the time when I knew God was depositing that dream into my life. Um, I wandered in the desert, you know, in my 20s. Mm-hmm. And um, so it's it's kind of a, a over, you know, view of my entire life and seeing, I like to, you know, I'm a very messy painter. And if you saw my palettes and my brushes, you know, they're caked with paints and oils and, you know, it's it's a mess. And my palette can sometimes look like a mess, but yet when we start to put that paint onto a blank canvas, 
we see how God adds that color and the texture into our lives. And, and that's what I really want people to see is the masterpiece, how he can take our mess and he can, and he alone can create a masterpiece from his mercy and his grace and his forgiveness and his love. So um, it's, it's a great, I mean, I think it's a great book. It's my story. Yeah. Um, it's hard at times. It's sad at times. It's joyful at times. Um, but that's life. And that yeah. I just, I, I point everything back to God. He is the author and the fulfiller of his promises to us. Yeah. Oh, I love that. A word that you said, which I feel like very much goes into all of your artwork um, with angels, um, but you said the word divine, divine appointments um, yes. that took place. And um, I know that I'm kind of springing this question on you a little bit, but there's something that just stirs up my, there, like, honestly, nothing stirs my faith more than hearing the stories of divine appointments. So yeah. is there a divine appointment in your life? Maybe it's in the book, or maybe it's um, just one that you can think of that marked you, that truly marked your life where you're like, I encountered an angel. The Lord spoke to me so clearly in this moment. This person was assigned to be standing in this coffee shop at this time to engage yeah. with me. Um, can you think of any stories? Oh my gosh, Laura, that's my life. I mean, oh, that is why good. that is why I wrote Angels in Our Midst, and that mm -hmm. is why we've got the devotional, um, you know, angels devotions and art to encourage and inspire. And that's why we have entertaining angels. Yeah. I do believe that is, that is my life. And yeah. I, I want to go back to, there's a scripture, I think it's um, Acts chapter 10, verse two. Okay. And it just, it talks, it's one sentence and it's about Cornelius and how he prayed to God regularly. It doesn't say how he prayed or when he prayed, but it just said he prays to God regularly. And Mark Batterson wrote a book called The Circle Maker. And there oh. is a small book called The, uh, the Prayer Challenge, The 40-Day Prayer Challenge. And chapter one is Get Ready. And, um, and that's my life because he talks about the scripture and about Cornelius. And it talks about, you know, when we pray to God on a regular basis, God will do irregular things in our lives. You know, we never know how he's going to interrupt or bring the people that we have no business meeting or, you know, um, and so that is my life. It is praying continually to God and seeing these supernatural divine appointments, you know, come into my path on that journey every single day. Um, one, one little thing that pops into my head, I'll tell you the story. Um, this was probably 15 years ago, I paint to praise music. And so that is just kind of my, when I am staring at a blank canvas and I'm mixing my oils and I'm getting ready to create this ethereal angel. And I did paint other things and I want to paint other things like still lives and pears and children and landscapes, but the angels really took off 20 years ago. And so I'm sitting there, I'm listening to praise music, and I just allow the Holy Spirit to flow out onto the canvas. So um, Stephen Curtis Chapman was one of my favorite artists. He's still yeah. one of my favorite artists. They're all my favorite art artists. But yeah. when he <laughs> lost his little girl, I kind of went into mourning. And um, 
I'll never forget going into the studio one particular day and I painted this small little angel painting. It had pastel colors, not typical for my palette. It had a little girl with dark hair facing, you know, from the behind and her hair was tousled in a little red, you know, with a ponytail with a little red ponytail holder. And that painting stayed in my studio for months and I never felt, you know, I knew that I had painted that for the Chapmans, but I never kind of, you know, felt awkward, odd. Should I send it? I don't know how to send it. Yeah. And finally, I found an avenue to send the painting, you know, through a friend of a friend. So I shipped the painting on. And then a couple of months later, I'm leading a Bible. I'm teaching, not teaching, but facilitating a small group and a Bible study. And our large group, teacher was talking about how we serve a big God, but we tend to keep him in a small box. And that's true. You know, I think about a lot of my things and our words that we say, we keep God in a small box. Right. So I'm talking to this Bible study. I'm sharing the story about painting the painting for the Chapman's. I probably small box, my words come out of my mouth. I probably will never meet the Chapmans, but out of obedience, I sent this painting. That afternoon, I get in my car and I'm scrolling through my phone and I have an email that came across from their assistant. I think her name was Grace. And she said, wow, the Chapmans about dropped the painting. The colors were the exact same colors of their home. And little Maria Sue always wore her hair tousled in a red ponytail. Oh, my word. And I sat there in my car sobbing because really repenting that, you know, I kept you in that small box. And now not only are they dear friends, we met several years. They came. We did an unplugged night for their ministry show, Hope, at the gallery. We did another one during COVID. And um, but we've. That was such a divine appointment. And, yes. and God showing me, get me out of that box. Yeah. I'm bigger than you ever could imagine. I can do immeasurably more than you could ever think of. So trust me, believe in me. So that was one, like one of those really aha. Uh-huh, um, oh, yeah. I mean, I have chills. It's like, let me just back up because going to, you know, after that Bible study, I really struggled with, am I supposed to paint? I mean, is this what you want me to do? I felt selfish going to a studio to paint and shouldn't I be, you know, having coffee with some moms and talking about Jesus or, you know, whatever. But I felt that, that tug, that push, that pull. And then I got that email and every time God would just hit me over the head, I have called you for a purpose in a time such as this. Yeah. So anyway, that's just one of the many that God puts in my path. Yes. Oh my goodness. That encourages me so much. I mean, just like covered in chills because oftentimes there's so many things like what you said where you're like, this is weird. Or like, maybe I'm not really, are they going to think or like, no, no. Like it's just the obedience. Like just the obedience, the obedience. And it's the rest is up to the Lord. The rest is not up to you. You can't control the rest. And that's the best part. You just have to step out in faith. And I love, because I tell this to my team all the time, that when we have surrendered hands and a surrendered heart, 
and truly trust in him, he goes before us. He does all the heavy lifting and he will do immeasurably more than we could ever ask or imagine. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's one of my favorite verses. Oh, I, know. My goodness. I love immeasurably it. More. Immeasurably yes. more. Lord. I love that. I love that. So, okay. So obviously you kind of have touched on other questions, like talking about the impact of your faith on your work. I mean, obviously you, you paint angels. It's your thing. Yes. It's, it's yes. painting angels. And I was telling you before we clicked record that it's a goal in my life to have an angel painting in every room of my home. Um, every single night we pray me and my four-year-old um, daughter oh. we pray the prayer. God send your army of angels to protect yes. our home yes. um, surround us. And yes. sometimes you can pray those prayers and think, yeah, like, God will send his angels, but like closing your eyes and envisioning an army envisioning. of angels, right? Yes. Yes. And you hey, just hit that you because- You're pointing at me. I'm like, she has something. No, I love that. I love that because I will say, I mean, everybody, you know, and, and what I also want to make it very, very clear is we do not worship the angels. We no. worship a God who created the angels. Those angels have a specific purpose and task on this earth. And I, you know, we always used to pray a guardian angel to surround me. Well, yeah. um, and, and, and through this, you know, I painted my first angel 20 years ago. It was a very colorful angel. I sent a picture to my sister. I'm like, what do you think? Cause I wanted to experiment with texture and color and, you know, I wanted something that reflected my faith. Not that I'm an angel. I am so not an angel, but I wanted something that we could draw back to Jesus. And um, she sent a message back to me. Oh my gosh, I think you found your voice. And so that was kind of the start of these angels. And they started resonating with people and the stories and the, you know, the meaning. Um, But someone said, do you see angels when you paint? And I don't believe I've ever seen an angel. I believe that God, through the power of his Holy Spirit, you know, gives me visions and I sculpt them out of, you know, oil paints on the canvas. But I had a friend who um, was in a prayer group and um, she's now with Jesus and she's, you know, probably directing those angels along with Jesus to come and guard and protect. But she was in a powerful prayer group and she had one of her friends in that prayer group that could physically see angels. And my friend wanted to see angels so badly. And every time she would go across the bridge to the prayer you know, room, she would always pray, Lord, I want to see an angel today. And every time she never got to see an angel. So one day she was driving over the bridge and she said, okay, Lord, if you are not going to let me see angels, then I want my angels equipped. I want it to have the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit. I want it to equip with your armor. So they're, you know, doing prayer time. And afterwards, the girl that could see angels just burst out laughing. And she said, Jane, oh my gosh, your angel has the biggest sword I've ever seen. Oh, wow. And so we're like, oh my gosh. So we have got to speak in faith, yeah. you know, and, and equip our angels. And I don't pray one angel to guard my children. I pay, pray a warring host of angels to guard my yeah. children, to guard my marriage, to guard my, you know, businesses. And so, yes, we have got in faith. 
to believe that when we call upon, you know, the Lord and his word and his angels, his word does not return void. No, so, Oh, I but love I love that. that, that picture and that visual. Oh, that story is so encouraging. Oh my word. That is like <laughs> a dream come true. If somebody's like, I, I can see this angel around you. I, know, I mean, this is I what you hope for. Oh, I, I love that. I love that. Yes, that is. I know every night I recently um, heard you um, interviewed in another podcast and I, it made me start considering like, okay, she's, if the Lord's giving her this vision to, to paint angels, then I can close my eyes when I pray and just yeah. envision them being there. Yes. Like, yes. Right. Yes. Our imagination can do like yes. amazing, yes. amazing things. Um, so Walk us through a little bit of your creative process. What are some of the steps that you take in creating your art? I know you listen to worship music and the Holy Spirit is your guide. Talk to us that about is, that. Yeah, that is really, you know, to carve out that time um, of really being still in this noisy world that we all live in. And I will say my husband, he laughs. I mean, I laugh, but um the days that I get to paint and carve out that time and go home, he looks at me and he's like, oh, wow, you've been painting today, haven't you? Oh, he wow. can see the physical change, whether it's in my tone of voice or my actions. So it truly is for me a supernatural time of worship. Um, I start out with a blank canvas. I always, people say, you know, do you see angels? Do you, how do you get the composition? And I really just, you know, it, I might see a vision, whether it's an angel playing a violin or a little lamb coming out of a thicket or, you know, whatever it might be. And then I just allow, you know, I block in my paints. I allow the Holy Spirit to, you know, what colors are on my palette? I might squeeze out three colors and out of those three colors, you get a multitude of colors. Mm -hmm. um, I, I love mixing my colors with oils. Oils are, they're just yummy, yummy. Yeah. To, you know, <laughs> get a couple of, they're messy, but they're yummy. Yeah. Um, but to see what kind of colors that you can mix, even from browns, um, yeah. you know, and seeing what illuminates from that painting. Um, so I just allow, you know, and whether I'm painting a commission for someone who's lost a loved one, usually I will be praying over that family and praying over that painting. One time, you know, I've been painting them now for 20 years and yeah. they've evolved over the years. Um, a friend of mine had someone, her daughter had gone to Jesus back in December. And her quote is, it's not your... Um, lifespan, but it's your wingspan. And I love, I love telling people that over these 20 years, we know that there are no two fingerprints alike. There are no two snowflakes alike. I'd like to say that there are no two angel wings alike oh. and that God has used in these wings to minister to people all over this country, this world. Um, my husband asked early on, you know, how long are you going to paint angels? And I'm like, well, as long as God tells me to, you know, I'm going to keep painting them. About five years ago, I was doing this art show in Ocean Reef and um, I was preparing and getting the body of works together. And I'll never forget praying. I didn't want to be a factory of just cranking out these angels. 
I wanted these angels to have depth and meaning through the prayer and through the worship music. And, you know, because I do title a lot of these paintings through the songs that I listen to. And so I wanted them to have a connection, a deep meaning. I pack up all the work. We get it to Ocean Reef. We're having this show. I have a conversation with a girl who had just lost her father and um, assigned a book for her. And she's, you know, walking out the door. And then she does a U-turn beelines back to me with tears sobbing. Mm -hmm. And she said, I've never had art speak to me the way that painting spoke to me. And it was just another divine appointment of God saying, there is purpose. There is meaning. Um, I can't explain it. It's not me. It's it's taking the tool that he has put into my hand, which is a paintbrush, and surrendering it back to him. And you know, ultimately, he gets all the the praise and the glory for this this journey and this gift that he has given me. So that's kind of the 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 process, the meaning, the depth, the you know. I love that. No, it's so, I think what's so beautiful about just like listening to everything that you have to say is that all of this is just an outpouring of your DNA of literally like your makeup of what the Lord created you to do. And what's so hard sometimes is that we believe that it has to be like X, Y, and Z in order to exactly. be good enough or to be yeah. right. And really it's like the Lord's like, Hey, like just again, just be obedient. Just do, exactly. what, I've, just do what I've told you to do. And that is for you, that's art, right? Just And it, yes. And I want to encourage anybody, you know, it, it could be, you could be a mom of little children and it's just, you know, that's where God is meeting you right there. And I just, I have tripped, I have fallen, I have, you know, questioned, I have argued, I have done it all. But it's when I am in that place of obedience and it's when I'm in that place of surrender that I truly see God. And it's it also is when I'm in that place of communication and it's yes. not just one hour a day. It is 24 hours of day a day communicating with our living Lord Jesus who just loves us so and he is sitting there patiently waiting for us um, I like to say my middle name is control and throughout my life I'd like to control <laughs> a lot of things I'd like to control my 20s I'd like to control you know the person I was going to marry I'd like to control my children I'd like control yeah. my businesses but we can't do that. We have got to let go. And as when we can, you know, let go and take a hold of his hand, he can guide us to places that we have no business going to. And it is exciting. It it's is. it's fun. It's scary sometimes. It is. Um, it's it's exhausting sometimes, yeah. but he will, you know, give us that rest. Um, so I love that. And it's so encouraging um, to be reminded of that because I would agree. My middle name is control as well. (laughs) And, um, and we control things in so many different ways and capacities. And I think for me, like my, my twenties, especially I'm 31, but like all of my twenties was just like, what is, what am I supposed to do? 
What am I supposed yeah. to do? What am I supposed yeah. to do? Instead of just being like, this is what God has equipped me to do really yes. well. Maybe I should do this, you know? Yes. Um, and it, I feel like it just took me a really long time to like get okay with that. But I think that's normal. It's the control factor. It is normal. It's that control um, factor. Yes. 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 Absolutely. Well, um, if you had one piece of advice um, to pick out of out of your book, what would it be? <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, there's so many brushstroke moments um, throughout the book. And I just, what I would have, I mean, for me, it was truly knowing that I am fearfully and wonderfully made no matter what. Through all my mistakes, through all my failures, um, through all my control freakness. <laughs> in life, um, to know that no matter what, God loves me. Yeah. He sees me. He will equip me. He will restore. He will redeem. He will forgive. He will set my feet back on that path. Um, I, and when my, and I think I did this because of my journey. Um, when my kids were little, I always drew this like narrow path. And I love that scripture that, you know, wide is a road that leads to destruction and many are on it. And narrow is a path that leads to life and only a few are on it. And I would draw this narrow path and I'm going to, I would say, you know, but in life, there are all these other little trails that might deviate off that narrow path. And, you know, I really want you to stay on this narrow path because I deviated on those Path so many times. And so, but no matter what, God would set my feet back on his narrow path. And so, just truly, you know, I, I, I don't know. It's going to be interesting because this book, I it, it tells my story. It tells my mm, um, my journey, and I am a white as the transparency of it all. And I feel like even in today's world, people are like, "How are you doing?" Oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. Really, how are you doing? And to dig yeah. deep, um, to to be able to share and to be able to connect with others. Right. Um, maybe someone's going through, you know. I don't know, something messy in their lives, but to be able to connect on a deeper level of just not just I'm fine. Right. Um, so anyway, that's kind of. I love that. Oh, so encouraging. So tell my audience, where can they find your book and learn about your ministry and your gallery and all the things? Yeah. So the book comes out um, April 18th. And, um, and so it'll be in bookstores everywhere, Amazon, you know, all the Barnes and Nobles, um, because of the first book being published 10 years ago, um, we have a whole product line. And so that's been so much fun creating these angels and, you know, not everybody can afford an original. I will say back in the day, they were selling at my little kitchen table and then they grew in value and they're got it went into galleries and you know yeah. people are like oh I wish I would have bought one way back when and that's why I did the first coffee table book mm-hmm. that way everybody could have the stories and they could have an angel yeah. but um and then from that Kathy Lee Gifford who became one of my dearest friends I sent her a coffee table book 11 years 10 years ago and um she held it up on the today show and everybody's like why Kathy Lee and I'm like well I loved her heart I love her heart still yes. 
And then Marketing 101, she is on the Today Show. I have a product to sell. And so we became really fast friends. And from that book, this was kind of the pivotal moment of shifting from being such a passion, you know, this art. And it was a hobby. It was a hobby when my kids were little to this ministry. But a lady picked up the book from the Today Show she read it cover to cover. She called me up. She said, I've got to tell you that my four-year-old granddaughter passed away two years ago, and I have not been able to grieve. I read your book, and it's like the floodgates of heaven have opened up, and the healing process has begun. Oh. And so that's when I knew it shifted. Now it's a ministry, and everybody wanted these angels. And so we we have created this product line through our scripture cards, our note cards, our, um, you know, our acrylics. Um, so we've got that at Ann Nielsen home. And then like, I had nothing else to do. Uh, <laughs> I wanted to use art to give back. And I thought that one day I was going to quit painting angels and yeah. I love art. I, um, I I wanted to have a platform where we could use art and give back. And so Nine years ago, May, I opened up Ann Nielsen Fine Art, and we represent about 60 artists. Um, You will rarely find my art hanging on the wall because they do sell it, you know, when it's still wet on the canvas. But um, we have some incredible artists that we represent. And we, we call ourselves a lighthouse, not only in our community, but beyond the doors of our community. And we partner with different organizations and give back through the art sales to these organizations, whether it's homelessness or children with disabilities or um, organizations like adoption or, you know, you name it, we partner and give back. And so, and then I've got all the published books. So it's been an incredible joy ride with the Lord. I'm not sure, you know, it's like open hands, open heart. What's next, Lord? Yes. Oh, I love that. That's amazing. And so encouraging just to hear someone who has found so many different avenues of success and still is turning around and just returning it back to the Lord. I just love it. Oh, I love it. So I have a question that I always like to kind of wrap up my episodes with. Um, And again, I'm just like throwing it on you right now. But um, what is something right now in this season that's just giving you hope? Um, And that can literally be like, your favorite snack that you just discovered and you're loving at night or it's making you hopeful for bedtime. I don't know. Um, But what is something that you, that's just giving you hope right now? Oh gosh. I'm going to have to go back to um, the Christian music world. Um, Mm -hmm. The songs that are, whether it's your radio station, whether it's Pandora, whether it's, you know, your favorite, whether it's Dima Curtis Chapman or Matt Redman, um, I have to share a real quick story about um, my first angel and Matt Redman. Um, So the book came out 10 years ago. Well, actually, yes, it was 10 years ago, October, the Angels in Our Myths book. And Matt Redman got a copy as a gift not from me, from somebody else. But then I got an email. I was going through one of my, Lord, am I supposed to be doing this? You know, what am I supposed to be doing? Am I glorifying you? And I get an email from Matt Redman's team. And they said, he's coming out with an album and he wants to change the album cover to one of your angels. And I'm like, 
Oh my goodness. What angel is it? And so they sent me the image and it was the very first angel that I sent my sister those 20 years ago. So if you're, you know, go Google your grace finds me by Matt Redman. That was the first angel. Yes. (laughs) Your grace finds me by Matt Redman. So that was 10 years ago. Never met Matt, you know, and life goes on. Well, I am, you know, we are very close in partnership with the Museum of the Bible in Washington, D.C. Oh, very cool. I just went to that in December. Is it not incredible? It's, I actually like was astounded. It was the most unbelievable thing I've ever walked through. So if you have not listeners gone there, you need to put that on your bucket list. It is an incredible place where God's word, the history, um, the experiences, it is powerful. And just another little side note, two years ago, my agent called me and said, are you sitting down? And I said, yes. And they said, Zondervan wants to partner with you. And in a year and a half, October, 2024, we're coming out with two Bibles that will have the angels, not only on the covers, but there'll be 25 angels in the Bibles. It's the NSRV and the Amplified Bible and just tears streaming down. And so anyway, so fast forward, we, because of the gallery, we like to do a lot of incredible events. And I came up with this incredible night for the Museum of the Bible. And I wanted a musician to come and perform kind of a night unplugged. And I reached out to Matt Redman and he graciously said yes. So he came in February and we finally got to meet after 10 years. He did an incredible night for the Museum of the Bible. And I just, I love how God, you know, 10 years. I mean, that that's a long time for me, but in God's eyes, that was just a flip in the bucket. But anyway, it was really neat to see how um, God orchestrated all of that. So anyway, that was... No, I'm like, yes, yes, yes. This is so, like, this is so cool. And I just pulled up the cover. Um, Yeah. So that was my first angel that I ever painted. And... um, Wow. It's beautiful. So anyway, back to that one thing is the worship music, because I believe that... um, you know, I'm an artist and mine is more visual and you're getting those, you know, ethereal beings onto the canvas and hoping that throughout these generations, they will speak and they will draw the viewers and the collectors and the, you know, the, uh, the art lovers to a place even, you know, further still with Christ, just like the musicians. That brings me hope in the world that as they put music out there into this, you know, universe, into the world, that they're yeah. speaking God's word, their truth, and that's going to bring hope to a broken world. And so mm-hmm. I love Christian music. I love putting my praise music on. It always puts a pep in my spirit. Yes. Um, even on my lowest of lowest days, you know, I just yeah. got to put praise music on and just dance. Yes. Oh, I love that. That is so encouraging. Thank you for all of your stories and your wisdom and just your faithfulness in in your journey with all of this, because I know there are so many people who have a hope in their heart Mm -hmm. and they don't think that what they want to do could be a life for them. And you created a life for yourself based off of 
this, just the the stirring that, that God yes. gave you so many years ago. And so thank you for sharing your story and for being on the show today. Oh, I yes. absolutely loved it. It's been such a pleasure. And I can't wait till you get a bundle of angels and oh, yes, just too. keep praying those angels, those holy angels will surround and protect. And oh. um, yeah, so what a blessing. Thank you thank for having me. And sharing that truth and love to everybody. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to today's episode. It is my honor to have you here in this space, listening and being encouraged right alongside me. If you enjoyed today's episode, please take a moment to rate, review, and share it with a friend. Each little ounce of encouragement and sharing does more than you know. If you want to follow along on social media, you can find me on Instagram at at Laura underscore Jean underscore Bell. You can join my Facebook community group, Laura Bell Writes. That is W-R-I-T-E-S, Laura Bell Writes. Or you can hop over to my website, laurabell.co. This year is the year I am writing and finishing my first ever published book, You Can Always Come Home. I hope you will join me on social media to be a part of that journey as well. Thank you for being here, friends. Let's keep laughing at the days to come.